Hello everyone, I am so excited to be back this week for a new episode. So, if you haven't recognized me yet, this is your favorite Drive to Survive fan. As always, grab your snack, a glass of water, a cup of tea or coffee, or a shot of your favorite alcohol if you're a desperate Ferrari fan just like me. And let's get going. This week, we have so, so much things to come about. I have two new segments to introduce, to introduce you guys, and I'm very excited for these two segments. And as you might have seen with the title of the episode, we are having a crossovers, a crossover between the, my two favorite thing in the world, which are Formula One and Marvel. For those who are going to watch the clips on TikTok, as you can see, I'm very much matching my aesthetic because I'm wearing my Doctor Strange shirt, <laughs> um, which I bought at Primark uh, um, one year ago, I guess. Anyway, I try to avoid fast fashion, but when I see a Marvel merch or something like that, I just can't, can't get a hold of myself. I'm un. I'm uncontrollable. That was a very bad way of pronouncing it, but I have no clue how to pronounce uncontrollable. Trouble? <laughs> okay. Shut the fuck up. So, for our first segment, it is quite not something that is linked to Formula One. Like, not always, but there will be some bits that will definitely be linked to Formula One. But it is what I called my word-stopping moment. So what I mean by that is that every week I'm going to share with you a few things that during the week made my word stopped turning. It is kind of weird, but it is an expression that I use currently and very... Um, I use this expression all the time with my friends. Like, my word literally stops spinning when I listened to that song, to that album, when I saw that movie. And I thought it would be very interesting and cute to also share it with you guys. So for this week, my word stopping moment is, first of all, I mean, I'm already sorry for how I'm going to say his name because I have literally no clue. Even in French, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And it is, Nohan, Noah, Kahan, Kahan. <laughs> I have no clue. I am so sorry for Noah if for some reason this ends up on your For You page or I don't know, someone shared these bits with you. I don't know how to say your name, Noah. Noah Kahan, Kahan. I don't know. Anyway, last week. Noah um, released the extended version of his of his album Stick Season, and I was already obsessed with Stick Season. But when I heard the extended version, especially when I heard Dial Drunk, that was already popular on TikTok, little extract for you. sound and that maybe when I listen to the whole song in the end I will not like it bullshit bullshit 
the bridge in the song. Oh my God. My word stopped spinning. <laughs> it stopped turning. Everything was like, everything was silence. And it's still the case every time I listen to Dial Drunk. And the second one is You're Gonna Go Far. Now this one made me sob like a kid through the whole afternoon. When I listened to the album in the morning, I was working and it was the same day that Niall Horan released his album. By the way, we're going to talk about Niall just afterwards, but it was the same day. And I was like, I'm going to start with Stick Season extended version because I am fairly way more excited for Niall Horan new album because it's been so long and I am a deep, deep, deep Niall fan since One Direction era. Niall has always been my favorite. And even if at the time we weren't supposed to have a favorite one, I did. I was telling everyone I didn't have a favorite one, but honestly, I did. And it was Niall. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I was way more excited for Niall's uh, album, but I was also very terrified. So I, I thought, let's start with Noah, with Stick Season extended version. Why not? It's it, How bad could it be? Oh, my God. My journey through this extended version, especially You're Gonna Go Far. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was unbelievable. I couldn't, I had trouble breathing for how much I was crying during that song. Anyway, it was terrific, terrific. It was scary to see, but only in a good way because it, it truly felt like a pat in the back and saying like, it's okay, you're, you're doing amazing. And for someone that left her home country, her parents' house at 17 years old to move away from everything that she know, that she knew, to another country. And my father is, is fairly kind of, it's my father, let's say, is older than typical, then is older than the typical age average of fathers. So listening to this song felt like my father was telling me that it's okay, we're not mad that you left, you're living your life, you're happy, and that's all we want. And literally, this broke my soul, but also put back, at, at some point, it also put back the pieces all together. It was really weird. That song really made me go through all the stages of pain, healing process, everything, everything all together. And it, it was as amazing as terrible. Little extract. We ain't angry at you, love. You're the greatest thing we've lost. Anyway, now my second word-stopping moment of this week is Niall Horan's new album, The Show. Now listen to me when I said I was being the biggest pain in the ass to all my friends about Niall new album. I was so stressed, but also so excited, but I, it took me so long to listen to the album for how scared I was. Like literally, even my friend that weren't that fan of Niall had already listened to the album because I was too scared. I listened to it at 2 a.m. the same day that he released it because I was so scared. And I, and, and I just told you, I went through the all stages of grief and dying and and, and coming back to life again uh, because of Noah uh, of Six Season, extended version. So then having in my mind that, oh, you need to go to 
listen to Nile Horan album and you know there are gonna be sad songs, happy songs, emotional songs. For some reason Nile managed to bring back so so many emotions, even if the song is not sad. So yeah, it was just like I I, I couldn't not do it during the afternoon. So it, it took a few time a few a few a few hours <laughs> to recollect myself, get a bit of water, eat a bit, and, <laughs> and finally have the strength to listen to his album. And honestly, I am fan of the whole the. I'm a fan of the album as a whole. And I saw some bits on TikToks and I was trying to skip through them, but I kind of got the idea that Science was going to be a very sad song. I I, I was skipping every bit to not get spoiler anyway. I didn't want any spoilers, so I was like, I was skipping, but my brain still processed that Science was going to be a sad song. And so the first time I listened to the album in order, Yes, when science came on, I bawled my eyes out. But it felt it felt strange because, yes, um, if you're listening to Harry Styles, I hope you do, because otherwise, what are you doing in this side? Like, what what are you waiting for? Listen to Harry Styles. Um, it is kind of similar to Matilda. Like, it's the same message as Matilda, and Matilda. Um, and yeah, Matilda broke me into pieces. All my friends, um, when they listened to Matilda, were like, oh my God, Selma, the poor girl, is going to be destroyed. And I was destroyed. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know that this period of my life, last year, June of last year, was a walk through hell. So when this song... <laughs> When this song came up, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Matilda broke me down. But now that I'm here, one year later, Matilda still makes me cry. I still relate completely to Matilda as much as I did last year. And I think I will never stop relating to that song. But, but, for science... If science was out at the same time as of Matilda, I would have uh, I would have have this same attachment that I had for Matilda. Um, like I I would relate so much to science, but this year, when I'm listening to science, of course I relate, but I relate as the past me, because even if life is a cycle, right now I'm not currently in that state of mind in a way. And Matilda felt like hate way closer from home. Like even if I'm even right now when I'm listening to Matilda, I'm crying because no matter how happy I am in life, Matilda will always be like a baggage, like will be will be my backpack in a way. Like I don't know if it makes sense, but it's something that is in me that will never go because it's just facts. And if you have listened to Matilda, you know what I'm talking about. But um, for science, it felt different. However, listen to me. When I so the first time I listened to the whole album, of course I cried for science. Then I re-listened a second time to the album to get really a deep, deep, deep dive down of the album. And <laughs> oh my god, how I cried! 
but cried, 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 cried. I couldn't stop was the show. If everything was easy, nothing ever broke. If everything was simple, how would we know? I knew half of it because I knew every, um, every, every chorus. I knew every chorus of the show, but I still cried so hard, so, so hard when I listened to it a second time. So this show for sure. And also you want to know which song really broke me down, but like in a different way, because I was so surprised at the, that even for the first, like even when the, for the first ear hearing, I still cried like fully sobbed was you could start a cult <laughs> you could start a cult now people don't talk enough about that song because i cried cried it was so cute i didn't expect this at all for me you could start a cult would be like more like a, a meth uh, like in the vibe of meltdown for some reason in my brain it would make sense that you could you could start a cult was um yeah like was 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 going to be like in the way in the mood in the aesthetic of meltdown well <laughs> lucky me it was not and i loved it so much the harmonica please the harmonica that pops out of nowhere but makes the song perfection or the last few notes with that oh my god i i just thinking about it could make me cry all over again i don't know why um yeah you could start a cult so yeah my top three of the show are the show in top one um then you have science and then you have you could you could start a cult. This is my top three. And these three songs are part of my world stopping moments um, for this week. And the whole album, honestly, the, the whole, the show, the album from Nile was perfect, was perfection. And I don't regret one bit of it. The third world stopping moment is really, really recent since it was during Les 24 Heures du Mans. <laughs> Really, I cried, but this time of laugh, like I was laughing and like it was hurting my my stomach. It is seeing Charles Leclerc being chased by an inflatable Tyrex. Like, <laughs> just thinking about like he, the look on his face, he is smiling and he knows that the person probably inside of the dinosaur doesn't doesn't want to harm him, but you can still see in his eyes that he is not, he doesn't feel that safe around this dinosaur. Like, he is laughing, but you know, that kind of laugh where you're like, haha, yeah, don't go that close to me, please. <laughs> and literally, I cried laughing, like it was so good. And that's really part of my word stopping moment of the week. I, I want to stress that out, like, Really, seeing Charles being chased by an inflatable Tyrex was not on my bingo 2023. The last world-stopping moment is so recent. I woke up with this news this morning. We are Wednesday. I woke up with 
this news. No, we're not Wednesday. We're Tuesday. I don't know why I keep saying that we're Wednesday in my head. I feel like it's been 48 hours and I still feel like since Monday, I feel like we're Wednesday. Never mind. We're Tuesday, not Wednesday. So we are Tuesday, 13th of June. And I woke up this morning seeing Tom Holland and Lewis Hamilton together in New York. And oh my God, again, the perfect crossover. Like now I know that for, for especially for Zoe from the Fun Behavior podcast, when she see footballers, um, soccer player for the Americans, but footballers, um, mix it up with F1, it's their pe- favorite crossover like she she feels it inside of her like she is so deeply happy to see that kind of crossover for me it's any kind of marvel actor being seen around a formula one driver especially tom holland since we know that he is friend with lewis and like he played golf he could he played golf with nahorn like any kind of stuff that is making a crossover with Marvel actors makes my heart full of joy. And also, I've been a Marvel fan since I'm 10 years old. Um, the first movie that I ever watched in theater from Marvel was Captain America, the first Avenger. I have... A, 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 um, what, is it? what is this called? Um, like, I have a, a Captain America shield on one of my bracelets I'm around my, my wrist at all time. Like... I am a deep down into Marvel and I'm still a Marvel fan. Even with phase four, even with phase phase five, I don't care what you're all saying. Now I do have my own ranking and I do have my preference and I know that some of them I if I'm honest, they were not good, okay, I admit it. But deep down in my core, I'll always be a Marvel fan because I'm always getting all excited. When I go to see a Marvel movie, like, I'm kicking my feet under my blanket the night before. Like, I'm literally excited. Like, excited like a 10-year-old kid. And I will always be. And so that's, 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 that's a thing. And so every time I see a Marvel actor hanging out with a Formula One driver, my life is fulfilled. Really, seeing Tom Holland and Lewis Hamilton hanging out in the street of New York... My life is done. I'm having a wonderful week. <laughs> also, Niall Horan made an interview a few days ago um, saying that he didn't know that Charles Leclerc was following him on Instagram, but he knew Lando was, and that he would love to play golf with them. Like, please, these kinds of crossovers are making my heart burst into happiness like I'm so happy I'm so happy just to see that like I love the little British club like I feel like every British celebrity knows each other like Niall, Lando, Harry Styles like all these British celebrities for some reason all know each other and that makes me laugh a lot and makes me happy I guess I don't know why but yeah that, that that says for the world stopping moment of this week. I hope you're going to like this new segment. I really enjoy um, doing this. And yeah, let's move on to our next pinpoint, which is, um, which is, 
I don't know why I had such a weird way of saying it when I said it. Witches, uh, that was very, very French. <laughs> pardon my French. Um, bonjour. <laughs> Every time I say pardon my French, I think of Otmar. Bonjour. <laughs> the man didn't even try. <laughs> Bonjour. There is nothing. There is nothing. And he was he was rehearsing in his in his room. Like the cameras was filling him. Like rehearsing how to say bonjour. <laughs> there is nothing friend. Bonjour. Anyway, sorry. Every time I'm thinking, like every time I say pardon my French, this 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 little clip just pops in my head, and I'm having a, a breakdown. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, the next segment that we're going to talk about before going to the actual subject of this podcast is, again, a new segment that I named Hold My Cup of Tea. You know, like, hold my beer. Then this is Hold My Cup of Tea. And it's just to talk about pure gossip happening in F1 world. Because I'm telling you, I love Formula One, but you gotta love Formula One as a whole and the gossips are part of it. And you are lying if you're saying that you only care about the pure result of the race. Like, this is a fat lie. You are a liar if you trying to make people believe that you don't care about all the off-track drama. This is a full lie. Now, this week, we don't have that much drama, if I must say, but I, I, I've came up to some weird shit on the internet. Like, let's start with the George Russell tweet. Again, one day I wake up on Saturday and I see everyone freaking out about a George Russell tweet. Now I'm like... Did George Russell lose his, lost his mind and tweeted something weird? So I go up to his Twitter, nothing seems weird. I go to the retweet, to the mentions, everything. Nothing seems weird in the George Russell word. So I'm like, what is happening? What I do next is I go on TikTok and I tap George Russell tweet. And I found someone putting up the link of that tweet. Now, curiosity could kill a cat, and I am the biggest cat of all cats. I wish I would, I never seen that tweet. My, my, literally, my, my eyeballs burned. I wished I would, I could have put some kind of ace acid, acid, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Like some kind of anything, even lemon juice, to just take that image out of my mind. People are weird out there, and that tweet traumatized me, and I know I'm not the only one. And if you didn't see that tweet, I'm going to be the annoying person, and I'm going to tell you, do not search for that tweet. I don't know if it's even, if you're even able to find it again, because I guess it was suppressed from Twitter, and then some people still had the link or a screenshot. I really hope you'll never come upon that tweet that is traumatizing. Traumatizing. Anyway, um, next thing is for the hold my cup of tea 
moment, segment, call it what you want. I'm going to first have a drink of water. By the way, for the people on TikTok and on Instagram who go- who are going to see this extract and these little bits, I am sorry for how I am dressing. I was wearing a really cute long sleeve dress during the whole day, but I'm literally dying of heat. Like, it is terribly, terribly hot where I'm living right now. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm full on dying of heat. And in my student room, in my little student student studio, I have like, I don't have window except a, a wall that is completely made out of like glass. And like, it's my only window, but it's like a, a human size. Like it's the, the, the whole wall is basically made of glass. This is transforming my room into an oven. I am dying, but you have no idea how much I'm dying. Anyway, let's get back to the pot after I've finished drinking. Don't forget your glass of water. I'm saying it in the intro. Don't forget your glass of water. It's getting warmer and warmer. And unfortunately, it has nothing to do with Thirsty Thursday. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. The next thing I want to call, I want to I talk about, I want to come come upon to, yeah, is the Ryanair tweets that are savage, savage. Who is the admin of the Ryanair Twitter talking about crying in a Ferrari just like Charles Leclerc? Or like the, <laughs> the little discussion between the Mercedes, that, that's the worst one. Honestly, the Charles Leclerc one made me cackle so hard. But like, the way Mercedes has been roasted by this Twitter account. <laughs> like doing the whole Photoshop, monta- um, like Photoshop edit and like putting the Mercedes next to a Ryan air- airplane. And then Mercedes out of like, so cute the admin being like oh please book us an aisle seat and then Ryanair answering back saying yeah for you to see Max passing by excuse me Ryanair what the hell (laughs) that was so good that was such a good joke and that made my week like it was so funny yeah, every time I come upon that tweet, I am laughing. Laughing with like tears in my eyes. Now we have very two burning hot cup of tea to handle. Which is first, Lewis Hamilton is apparently dating Shakira, but like it's been confirmed. And I can tell in my own little sphere that it's been something getting more serious and serious simply because I have some friends that have nothing to do with Formula One, like nothing to do, but just are very interested in pop culture that had been sending me posts on Instagram of like media um, gossip accounts telling me like, is this real? Is this little Formula One driver is dating Shakira? First of all, talk correctly about Sir Lewis Hamilton. Who are you 
this little Formula One driver, Sir Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion? Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't talk about Sir Lewis Hamilton like that. He is on my computer. I have a sticker of him on my computer because he is an absolute king, okay? I will not accept any kind of minimize, minimizing Lewis Hamilton, okay? Anyway, let's get back to it. But just by the fact that my friends that have nothing to do about Formula One, that couldn't care less, they don't give a fuck about this podcast or Formula One. They are just here patting my back because I'm crying because of Ferrari. Anyway, um, they were like, oh my God, is that true? Is Lewis Hamilton dating Shakira? Now we all know it's been, it's been rumored since the Miami GP. But now that people that have nothing to do with Formula 1 has been asking me questions about that or asking me to do them like a little um, a recap of who is Lewis Hamilton, I was like, okay, this is really getting serious. Maybe it's actually the case. So I think, I think now this is my word. I will not, I will not go confirming anything because who am I to know? Unfortunately, I don't know Lewis Hamilton. Um, I wish I, w- <laughs> I wish I did, um, but it's not the case. So for me, it is confirmed. In my little word, Lewis Hamilton is indeed dating Shakira. Now, probably, probably take this with a, take this with not a, a pinch of salt, but like a whole bag of salt. Pour it on your head. Maybe this is not true at all. And he is not dating Shakira, okay? And that might be actually more accurate. Like, he probably don't know. No, he do know who she is. But they probably, they are not dating. Maybe they are not. But for me, in my little one-person word, he is dating Shakira. (laughs) Like, for me, whenever someone asks me about Formula 1, related drama like a formula one driver with another celebrity except when it was fernando alonso and taylor swift this is a bit like too much everyone was freaking out all the people around me were freaking out asking me who the fuck is fernando alonso (laughs) and they wished like so many times people were like oh my god but you talk about that guy all the time like are you not a big fan of fernando alonso like, are you not talking about this guy all the time? Yes, I am. That's why you should listen to me when I go on ranting about how great is Fernando Alonso. <laughs> because guess what? Maybe he is dating Taylor Swift. Anyway, except for that drama. Because we all know it was not true. Even if in my mind, I really wish Taylor Swift did, ta- did date ta- uh, Fernando Alonso. Because that would explain anti-hero. Except for that drama, whenever a friend of mine that has nothing to do with Formula One but is interested in pop culture asks me a question about a driver, I just know that the rumor is about to be confirmed. Because if it's if it managed to go to the ears of someone that has no clue from about Formula One, that doesn't know any name, um, even Charles Leclerc, they know the name, but they don't know the face, or they know the face, but they don't know the name. Like, it... It just means something in my head. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, this is true. This rumor is is indeed true. So that's what I have to say about the Lewis Hamilton and Shakira little thing. Now, 
there is something a bit more shady that I kept up for the end because I don't know if you guys seen it. But Alex Earl went to a trip with another influencer, which her name is Xandra. I follow both of them on TikTok. Actually, I, I follow Xandra. She is the one that said Alfa Romero and not Alfa Romeo. Um, if you don't know who Xandra is. Anyway, I love, honestly, I love this girl. I love Xandra. She's chaotic and I found her very funny. And they were going on, on a trip and they went to, no, they didn't went to Greece together. They went to Turkey together. I don't know where they were, okay? But they did a live together. And someone asked Alex, because both of them were at the Miami GP, and someone asked Alex, oh, did you see any of the drivers? And she was like, no, unfortunately I didn't. But I'm DMing one. I'm talking like, but I'm DMing one. Alex Earl is talking with a Formula One driver through the DMs. And she was, she didn't say, at first I was like, maybe it's not like in the way of being flirty or anything. But then Xandra was like, what the hell are you talking about? And like, I didn't know this. And then they start a bit to talk, but like with half sentences. And then Alex said like, but it's nothing. It's not like it's going to go anywhere. And Xandra was like, yeah, you're right. So that does mean that there might have been something going on and we are just not aware. And who, also other question, who do we think it is? Who has been dating, who has been dating? No, 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 not dating. DMing Alex Earl. For me, the biggest, the, the most sure option would be Logan. Like, it would make sense. They are close in age, I guess, because I don't know the age of Alex Earl or Logan Sargent, but I guess he's around the same age of Oscar Piastri. So they are kind of close in age. Both Americans, they give off a bit of the same vibe, even if I don't follow Alex Earl that much like it's been recent that I started to follow Alex Earl um but yeah it, it did seem a bit weird right like it's not just me anyway who do we think it is who do we think it is I don't know I wish I could know but yeah maybe Alan maybe Logan maybe Nick DeVries but I wouldn't see the crossover like I, I don't think he is so tiny uh, I think Alex Earl wouldn't even... I don't know. I don't know. But I felt like Logan Sargent is our safest bet. Because the others are either in relationships or either too old. Like, I don't see Carlos Sainz DMing Alex Earl. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's Carlos. Who knows? <laughs> Carlos and Isa just broke up. But no. I don't... For my own sanity... I don't want to believe that just after breaking up with Isa, Carlos has been DMing um, Alex Earl. Not that Alex is a bad person at all. I don't know her. But it's just like in my brain, we need to mourn. They, we need to have a mourn moment for Isa and Carlos. Because that's too much. I mean, they did announce it after the Barcelona GP or just before the Barcelona GP. Isa did an interview. But we all know it's been months. Like, I think it, it has been months that they, they had broken up. Like, it's not recent at all. 
All right, I think we're done with like the little drama that could have happened. That yeah, so the hold my cup of tea segment. I think we're done with that, and we're gonna move on to the real subject of this episode, which is literally heaven for me, and it is the Captain Man, the Captain America Civil War movie. But make it vroom vroom. So we're gonna say, who do we think? is um, Team Captain, Captain America, or who is Team Iron Man in, in, in the, our dear, dear, dear F1 driver? Now, if you haven't seen the Captain, the Captain America Civil War movie, where have you been the last, the last seven years, first of all? <laughs> Just kidding, honestly. But it, so, you know the Avengers, right? They are a team, but at Civil War, there's this whole debate that are the Avengers legitimate to continue to do whatever they want um, in terms of like missions and like intervening into like the cities and like fighting aliens in the middle of New York City because they are destroying the okay, they are saving the world, they are saving people from like aliens. But they're also destroying a lot. And so there is this whole debate being like the government wants to have a hold of the Avengers and be able to decide for them what they when they are going to intervene and where they're not going to intervene. And there are two teams that split up because they need to sign this accord called the Sokovian Accords. If you sign them, you agree to have the government controlling you and controlling the Avengers and telling you what to do or not. And if you don't sign them, you end up in prison <laughs> because you're a criminal. At least that's what the government is saying to the Avengers. And now there are two teams. Team Iron Man, who wants to sign the Sokovian Accords. They all have their own reason. Now, I'm, I'm a deep Captain America fan. I am Team Captain America, but I do understand the reason why Tony Iron Man wanted to sign the accords like i get it same for rodney rody rodney james war machine (laughs) um i understand why he wanted to sign like i get it i get it i get all the arguments but i do believe that if i was in this situation i would react like captain america especially since his long long lost friend bucky has also been accused of blowing up the parliament during the event of like signing the Sokovian Accords. So there is a meeting at the e at the ONU, I guess, where every kind of like um 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 president and and um and and the directors of the countries and the nations are like in the movie they are all meeting up together to read through the Sokovian Accords, and this blows up. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for you, okay? I'm not going to tell you what actually happens, but there is a bomb, and the person framed is um, Captain America, Steve Rogers' sidekick, Bucky, that has been long, long lost for some reason, again, that I won't spoil it to you. And this is another reason for um, Steve to not sign the Sokovian Accords because he's like, I need to prove to the world that Bucky didn't do anything because he truly believes that Bucky is innocent. And Team Iron Man is like, 
Sign the fucking accord, Steve. Just do it and we'll send your friend to a mental hospital and everything's going to be fine because we all know that it's not his fault because something happened to him. Again, I don't want to spoil it to anyone, but if you know who is Bucky Barnes and who, what is his superhero in brackets name is, which is the Winter Soldier, if you know a bit, you know what happened to Bucky. So there is this whole debate. And for me, it is, are you being, are you being someone that is emotionally controlled or, or, or brain control and logical control? Team Iron Man, honestly, is kind of right in a way because they are indeed choosing the safest option, which is giving the option, giving the control to the government so they can all find out an exit to this Sokovian Accord stuff after, like, but still being able to be the Avengers. This is the safest option, if you think about it. This is the smartest and safest option. Pretend that you agree with the Sokovian Accord, sign them, try to find a hole in the trap, a hole in the, in the, the system, while working all together as the Avengers, and then blow this stupid Sokovian Accords shit. Because none of them is really agreeing with the Sokovian Accords because everyone is believing, like all the Avengers and all the people believe, like all the Avengers believe that they are doing things right, which is the case. So they do not agree with the Sokovian Accords. I think that only Tony is actually really believing that they are the bad guys. But that's that's a Tony Tony Stark arc. That's his in in his character arc. And I'm not going to go into details because maybe people are not that into Marvel and we don't have that much time, honestly. We're already 40 minutes in. I need to get moving. Drinking a bit of water because I'm feeling dehydrated so much. My throat is sore. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is, this, is, this is a big deal. Whereas Team Captain America is being very emotional, being like, we are the right guys. We don't, we don't do... We know we are doing the right thing. Why would you try to stop us? And Steve is the f- the one leading the group, being like, I don't trust the government. Because he's been into the Second World War, and he has been controlled by the army, which during the Second World War was doing all the government decisions, especially on the war zone, which was where Steve was. So he was like, I'm not doing this mistake again. I'm not doing that mistake again. I do not care who you are. You're not going to take away my freedom of speech, of thinking, of anything. He doesn't want to lie. He doesn't want to sign the accords to say that he signed the accords even if he's not agreeing because for him it's going against his own values, which I can understand, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the big debate of civil war. Okay, and now we're all going to go through the Formula One team and decide who is Team Iron Man and who is Team Captain America. Let's start, let's start with the Ferrari boys. So we have Charles and Carlos. Now listen, Carlos, if you look at his zodiac signs and everything and how he reacts on the radio, is the most emotional person in the duo. 
Even if Charles seems to be a very emotional person, when you look at the way he is racing and how he is perceiving the radios, Charles get l less easier frustrated than, than Carlos. And I do think that Carlos would be team Captain America, whereas Charles that is very trustful, like we can see it with Ferrari, shall get fucking mad at some point. Stop saying yes to everything. Just like Carlos, get into stop inventing moments. Like, please, shall instead of like, like shall is directing his anger against himself all the time, which is a good thing, but sometimes things are not going your way and has nothing to do with you. Like Xavi not saying that Lando is behind him in the Monaco tunnel. Charles will put it on himself, which has nothing to do with him because it's just his fucking stupid engineer that didn't tell him. Carlos do, pu do put blames on himself, but he is very emotional about it. Like the stop inventing moments, the Australian radio that still breaks my heart every time I think about it. The, the Australian radio about the five second penalty. He is crying over the radio, crying, but not, not, not little crying. He is sobbing, his voice is breaking and he is pleading. He is pleading. And I do feel like this is... He works with his guts and that's why he is so good also at being his own engineer and knowing when Ferrari is bullshitting him. And the only time he goes trusting Ferrari again, what happens? They fuck him up, just like in Monaco. And that's why Carlos literally lost his mind and was like, I don't give a fuck about Lewis. This is exactly what I told you what would happen. I am not trying to do an impression of Carlos because I don't know how to do the Spanish accent. I took German in high school. Uh, <laughs> but that that's why I feel like literally Charles is Team Iron Man because he's very trustful over Ferrari and what everything is doing. Even if he's not agreeing with it, he is being corporate. Whereas Carlos don't really give a fuck about being corporate. He... He is doing his own thing. Like, do <laughs> you do what you do uh, kind of thing. And like the stop inventing moment is a proof of that. Like the way he gets mad on the radio is a proof of that. The Australian GP radios are really a proof of that. So I think that Carlos is actually Team Captain America. Next team, Red Bull, Checo and Max. Now that might be controversial because I, I am not the biggest Max support. No, actually I am the big, I'm a big supporter of Max. I have a lot of empathy. I just don't vibe with the persona that he puts out there. Um, the, the very cocky persona that he can have sometimes or like whining on the radio. This is something that I don't really vibe with. Um, but I don't, I, I, I love Max. I love Max. I just hate Red Bull. <laughs> I hate Red Bull. That's the thing. I love Max. I hate Red Bull. That's a big like problem for me, which is why I don't support Max in every day, which is hard when you're living in the country of the Orange Army. <sighs> I see Max more often than my parents because he is literally everywhere in this country. 
he is a national hero as he as it as it should be because Max is a legend. But still, people need to put it down. Like let's all let's all breathe and let's not put um, cartoon like like let's not put cutouts of human size Max in every supermarket, please. Thank you, Val. Um, <laughs> anyway, for me, Max is Team Cap, actually. He is very emotional and he is someone that family, he cares a lot about family, especially when he did his um, documentary and he talks about his relationship with his mother, his sister, the fact that he hasn't seen his mother while growing up. And he wants to pretend he's very tough and he doesn't give a shit. At least that's how I feel. But he is actually caring a lot. And I do feel like he would be like Captain America for Bucky, you know? He would go and he wouldn't care being a vigilante and turn into being a criminal um, and escaping jail and try to escape the government and go into hiding if he was sure that it will defend his loved ones. Like, I generally think that Max will kill everyone for his loved ones, which is an amazing quality, and I could not... Own, like, I respect him for that, obviously, and I respect him for a lot of things, but that's that's how I perceive this. Next person is Checo. Checo is Team Iron Man. I don't think I could... Like, he doesn't... He doesn't really care. He, not that he doesn't really care, but you know, he knew entering Red Bull, he would be the second driver and he didn't mind. So I feel like signing the Accords, even if it goes against his value, he wouldn't mind. We need to, we need to, to go faster because like we are 50 minutes in and <laughs> I've done two teams. Next one, we'll go with Aston Martin with Fernando El Plan Alonso, the Dark Lord. I love Fernando Alonso. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say something about Fernando Alonso, which character he is. This is gonna be a spoiler for Civil War. So press the 15 minutes button two or three times if you don't want to get a spoiler. Um, yeah spit it up until I talk about Lance Troll, okay? I will I will say this is the end of the spoiler moment, so you know where to come back if you don't want a spoiler of Civil War. So for me, Fernando Alonso is Team Iron Man, but more precisely, he is Black Widow. He is Natasha Romanoff, who is at first betraying, in a way, Captain America, but by agreeing with Tony about the Accords. Natasha wants to sign the Accords. Like she wants to go, which is surprising because Natasha hates the government. She told a few like in, in the in Captain America the Winter Soldier, he she literally told the government to kiss her ass. So she doesn't care about the government. She hates the government. And that's why it's so surprising that she accepts to sign the Accords. But it's just because Natasha has this plan in mind of signing the Accords to actually hurt even more the government from the inside and just ex escape this whole control stuff by working all together to find out a solution. So I think that Fernando is that. But now, if you watch the movie, you know that Natasha, in the end, ends up running away with Captain America because she 
betrayed Tony in the middle of the movie in the airport in the airport scene. She helps Captain America and Bucky to escape um, with a plane, and everyone is really hurt. And even Tony, he takes it as the biggest, biggest heartbreak. And um, tr uh, and and like he calls her a, tr uh, a traitor, and yeah, he's deeply hurt, and he tells her that he she might want to run away with Captain America because she is now being a, an accomplice of criminals. So yeah, and I do think that Fernando Alonso would be Natasha Romanoff trying to like he does eventually he doesn't care. He see his own value first, and what he thinks is right to do, he will do it, even if it makes him the villain. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He re like Natasha realized that Bucky might might like that. Steve just want to save Bucky, and that he knows that Bucky didn't do it, didn't do anything. So. She sees that she she finally see it in Steve, and she finally understand why Steve is against the government in a way, and that's why she let them go. So yeah, I think that Fernando Alonso would not give a shit and would betray both sides. <laughs> he would go around and but follow his own value. Like you know what you get. You know what you get with Fernando Alonso. Like, he will stick to his own value and stick to the part that works with him. Lance Stroll. Oh, yeah. This is the end of the, of the Civil War spoiler. We're going to talk about Lance Stroll. So, yeah. Lance Stroll. Um, Lance Stroll, for me, it's Team Iron Man. I have no particular reason. He didn't show um, emotional driving for me. He is following the orders, trying to do his best, and he just gave up the vibes of someone like a Tony Stark. He gives he gives the vibe of a Tony Stark. I love Tony Stark. I love Lance. So yeah, Tony Stark, and that scene that's it with, for the Aston Martin's guy. We're gonna go with Afatori next, and Nick DeVries. We don't know much about him, but Nick DeVries is definitely. Team Iron Man. He is the most cerebral person I've seen. He, not that he is not nice, but he is very, very brave. He feel, for me, he feels like a, a a cerebral person. Like he he, his mind will always be over his emotion. Um, and yeah, I do feel like he is Team Iron Man. I don't have much to say because we don't know much about Nick. I don't know much about Nick DeVries. Um, yeah, that's it. He he seems very like a very sweet guy though, but I do feel like he is way more brainy and like, like he 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 thinks with his brain and not with his guts. Like Carlos, for example. Yuki, in on the other hand, is Team Captain America, especially if. Again, if you've seen the movie, I think that Yuki would be like Sam. Like Sam Wilson, like the Falcon. He will be like Sam following Captain America because he believes 
if he if Steve thinks that it's right and that they need to fight for it, even if Sam doesn't know Bucky, he will follow Steve because he trusts Steve. And I feel like Yuki would do that too. Like he would he would definitely follow Pierre. <laughs> he would follow Pierre for like what he thinks because he he can trust Pierre and he know that what Pierre thinks is like he he goes with Pierre values basically that's how i think Yuki would be in team captain america alpha tory boys done next one is the hass so nico hulkenberg i have no clue i generally i watched it I, l- I looked at the drivers and I was like, actually, I don't know for Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Ilkenberg. Sorry, I messed up. <laughs> I don't know for him. I generally don't know. Um, but I think I would say Team Iron Man. Simply because he's a family guy. And I don't know. I really don't know. I also feel like he wouldn't give a shit, honestly. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't care. He will generally don't care. So, yeah, um, probably um, team team Iron Man or yeah, no team Iron Man. Nick Nico Hulkenberg is a team team Iron Man. I just don't know, and I don't feel like he's a very emotional person. So he's not team Captain America for sure. Yeah. Whereas K Mag, whereas K Mag, did smack of <laughs> smack he. He did fucking smash a door um, out of anger and did left like I don't give a shit. So he's team Captain America. (laughs) He doesn't give a shit. He is leaving. And I feel like if he was in the movie, the moment they're presenting the Sokovina cards, he will be like, no, fuck that shit. I'm out. And he's literally out. Getting out and breaking the the, the, the the glass door of Tony's office. <laughs> of the of the meeting room of the Avengers. Like literally also fucking smashing the door. So yeah. Hasboy done. Next we have Mercedes. Mercedes. I still don't know how to say that team. Merce- Mercedes? But I feel like in, 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 in normal days I do say it right. Like I, I do say it properly. But whenever I'm recording, could not say it. So the, the Mercedes, Mer- Mercedes. Yeah, we're gonna say that it's Mercedes. And if it's not the way I'm supposed to say it, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I don't give a shit. So George, <laughs> Team Iron Man. I feel like I don't need I don't even need to explain why George is Team Iron Man. He is Team Iron Man. I'm going to drink again because really my head is pounding from how dehydrated I am. I am fucking... uh, Yeah, I'm smoking hot, but I'm also like dying of the heat. (laughs) Sorry for that. Someone called me. Thank God it was during I was drinking water because I first had a heart attack, like a literal heart attack. And I can cut it out from the audio. So that's fine. No, it's okay. I am trying to let things go 
This is something really hard for me when things are not going exactly the way I was expecting it. I feel like everything is shit and I would be that close to actually suppress the whole audio and start again this podcast. But it is it would be way less natural. So I'm not going to do that. It is fine. I can just edit the podcast. Relax, Sama. It's fine. Who was I talking about? Oh yeah, George Russell. How could you not say that George Russell is um is is is, is Team Iron Man? Yeah. I, I I don't even know how I could like Yeah, I could not even justify it. I think it's pretty obvious why George Russell is Team Iron Man. Whereas Lewis even if he's a very chill guy and seems like someone that doesn't take things personally he is fighting for what he is believing in. He is really fighting for what he's believing in. So I do think like Lewis is team Captain America. He's always talking about being peaceful and nice with everyone. But he would throw hands if someone was being disrespectful to him or something that he believes on. And I really truly think that he would literally fight the word for someone that he's that he likes like he will literally go on go to war for that uh for what he's believing in and what he wants so for me lewis is him captain america maybe some people will disagree because he does have this persona that is very smooth and seems like he he is always fine with everything and agreeing with everything. But to be a seven-time world champion, being the only black person on the grid, you have to have a dog in you. Like, you have to. You cannot do what he did if you don't have something inside you that will make your veins pump. Like you, you, honestly, he is Team Captain America and he's probably the most Team Captain America that I have ever seen. Fight me if you're not agreeing, I don't care. We don't have much to go on. I think we have Alpine and, and McLaren that are left and Alfa Romeo. I'm sorry, I forgot Alfa Romeo and not Romero, Alfa Romeo. <laughs> so, Zhu Guan Yu is Team Iron Man. He just gave up the vibe of Tony Stark, a shy, very shy, but Tony Stark. Like, I have money, I know how to dress, but he's just not arrogant and cocky like Tony Stark. But I do feel like Zhu, 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 why every time I say his name properly in normal life, but whenever I'm recording a podcast, I am stumbling on, on all names, Zhu Guan Yu, Zhu. So I do believe that Zhu is Team Iron Man. He gives off the vibe, just the vibe. I don't know. I cannot explain myself more than just, yeah, he is Team Iron Man. Now, Valtteri Bottas, for, again, my little Marvel fan out there, Valtteri Bottas is not Team Captain America, and he's not Team Iron Man. You know why? He is the Team Revengers that get drunk on Asgard with Thor 
<laughs> with Thor and Loki, okay? He doesn't give a shit about the fight. He's like, I'm off to my planet. Suck it up, loser. <laughs> he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. So yeah, uh, Valtteri Bottas is no team. He is the Revengers. He is with Thor and Loki fighting in space <laughs> and having beer with the Hulk. That's what he is. Whew. Okay. Um, yeah, Lando and Oscar Piastri. Now, I think that Lando is team cap, especially if Carlos is in team cap. Just like Yuki and Pierre, I feel like Lando would do the same. Like, if Carlos is team cap and he is truly believing, like, if if he is fighting for something, Lando will support Carlos without a doubt and will not ask anything in return. He will follow Carlos and fight for him. Again, fight me if you're not agreeing with me. I don't care. Lando is team cap if Carlos is team cap. If Carlos is team Iron Man, then... Lando might go Team Iron Man too, even though Lando is someone very emotional. But um, as a fellow Scorpio, he tries to pretend he doesn't give a shit. But deep, deep down, the little boy is hurt and I can feel his pain and I feel very bad for Lando. I literally cannot watch his in post-race interview. They are breaking my heart even if he's making jo jokes around it. I do jokes all the time. When I'm in the worst mood ever. When I'm having issues and I'm feeling like I'm going to have a mental breakdown right now. The only thing that I do is being the comedic relief and making jokes. jokes. Um, and I feel like Lando is doing the same. And this is breaking my heart because he has so much potential. He is such a good driver. It is insane. I feel like he he would be in the podium all the time if he was driving an even an Aston Martin. If he was driving an Aston Martin, he was he would beat the living shit out of a lot of people. Yeah, he he's just a very very good driver and he's so promising and I cannot wait to see where he goes next when he leaves this shitty team that is McLaren. Anyway, and Oscar, what, what, that's funny because what I wrote is that Lando would go in team cap if Carlos is in team cap. But I also wrote down that Oscar would go in team cap if Lando is in team cap or if, or if Logan is in team cap. Oh, I forgot Williams. There is also Williams left. Anyway, this is for me something like I feel like Oscar is really relying on Lando and Lando is doing what Carlos did to him when he and when he was McLaren even if Lando was a McLaren junior driver I do feel like getting into Formula One Lando was like with Carlos and he was his first te teammate ever in Formula One and he literally um, helped Lando to go through these first years of Formula One and I feel like Lando is doing the same with Oscar, or he's trying to, but he, instead of, call, like, he's trying to be the cool brother, 
the cool other, uh, the cool older brother. Like you can see it in the video. Lando is trying so hard to be the cool older brother to impress Oscar that it's making it's making me laugh a lot. So I do feel like Oscar would go in Team Cap if Lando is in Team Cap or if Logan is in Team Cap. Like exactly like for um, Yuki and Lando, like they are the Sam Wilson of the grid. Like they trust so much their friends that they will follow them and have their back no matter what. That's that's what it is. Williams, Alex and Logan. Alex is in Team Cap because he's a very emotional and sweetie pie. Even if I do feel like he would try to just not be in the fights. But we have seen it in the Red Bull era. And he is here to win. He wants to win. He wants to... Actually, he ne he doesn't necessarily want to win. But he wants to prove that he has been overperforming everything that he, he did in his life. And you have to got some kind of really inner strength to be the own, the the one older brother what your mom is in jail your sisters are still young and still go and pursue your driving career and bring some money for his family he was doing this for his family and to bring them the comfort that they deserve you have to really have an inner strength to be able to do this and you need to go um, counter everyone's opinion. You need to go against what people think and what people think you should do. And that's why he is Team Captain America. Because people would want him to sign the accord and he will be like, no, no, I don't believe in them. I'm not going to sign them because I believe that the right, like the right situation is to not sign the accords. Yes, so that's for Alex. And Logan, I mean, it would be a crime if I didn't put him in Team Captain America. <laughs> it would be a little national crime if I didn't put Logan in Team Captain America. Um, even the thing with Logan, it's a bit hard. It's like Nick DeVries or Oscar Piastri. We don't really know them. Like, Oscar is different. I don't know Oscar, but I feel like I kind of got his vibe from for from day one because again he really really reminds me of a friend of mine it's one she is one of my best friend and i oscar really reminds me of her like so so much that i kind of got why like why oscar is acting like that. like I, I really relate to that and like, and like i i see patterns and that's why I feel like it was very confident for me to say that Oscar was Team Captain America. But for Logan and Nick, I don't really know them. I don't really know their vibe. They are trying to navigate with being PR trained heavily. Especially Logan that is doing like advertisement over advertisement and partnership for Williams. So, I don't know. I said Team Captain America because it's literally a crime if I don't put him in Team Captain America. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. And last but not least, my little favorite, my little sweet spots, the Alpine boys. 
my dear, dear, dear French team. <laughs> if you didn't get that I was really, really rooting for Alpine, you're, I don't know where you went. Like, I don't know what happened in your brain while you were recording the podcast. Like, last, last week podcasts are trying to be not that much into... Like, not be too, like, hectic or too intense about Ferrari and Alpine. But literally, this team owns my heart and I'm rooting so hard for them. It is insane. So, yeah, my little Alpine. But you know what? Ferrari and Alpine feels different. Like, Alpine really feels like it's a sweet spot. Like, I have them and I will always defend them no matter what. And, like, I will try to protect this team with the better than I can, no matter what they do, I'm proud of them. Like, I, I'm literally, like, so glad when I see both of the drivers in Q3. Like, I'm, um, it feels like a win already. Ferrari is different. Ferrari is my team. I have a jacket. I have a Ferrari jacket. Ferrari is my team. And same, Ferrari, I will always defend them. I will do whatever. But I think I'm, I'm being, like... I'm not being honest when I'm talking about Alpine, whereas for Ferrari, I can say bad things about them because it's way too franking. Frankly, it's too obvious to to try and be like, no, they do nothing right. They do nothing wrong. It's just bad luck. No, no, no. They're doing a shitty job. The engineers are fucking shitty. And also Charles does mistakes and, and they all do mistakes, basically. Whereas Alpine, honestly, you will not catch me say something bad about Alpine. I do think sometimes some things are not good. But out of ego, I will never say them publicly. And I will defend them on the public space until my last breath. Okay? So yes, Alpine. I really, I, I don't know why I'm so fun. And I'm so, I think it's really... Being the fact that it's a French team with two French drivers. I don't know. It feels so special to me. And every time I'm talking with friends that are into Formula 1 and are not French. Because most of my Formula 1 friends are from my studies. My university studies. So they are not French. And it really like... I'm just like they're all talking. And I'm like of course I'm for... I'm, every time I'm saying like I'm from... I'm for Alpine. I'm rooting for Alpine every week. They're like, yeah, as you should. Like, it is insane. Two French drivers in the French team. Like, oh my God. And it just brings me a little more pride, okay? Like, oh my God. FT Bestie on the podium, baby. <laughs> you should have seen the picture I sent to my friend watching Esteban Ocon. On the podium. It looks like I'm I'm watching my kid on the final show at the end of the year. Like I, there is so much proudness and love to see Esteban Ocon on the podium. Yeah. Anyway, they are both team Captain America. <laughs> I went on on this selling, kind of like putting the hand down. Might not be very um objective with that because I'm team Captain America so I want my little my two sweet spot my two protege if you want to be in team Captain America just like me Esteban Ocon there is no question about it Esteban Ocon is team Captain America 
there is no question about it. Now Pierre, <laughs> Pierre might be Team Iron Man, but I'm not ready for me. It's I'm not ready to see this. So Pierre is Team Ar Captain America, okay? Charles, again, I told you, he is doing a mistake on tracks, and that's why he's also Team Iron Man. <laughs> he also said it in an interview, I think. Some people ask him, Captain America or Iron Man, and he said Iron Man. But I feel like when whenever people people are getting asked if they are Iron Man or or Captain America, which one they prefer, Iron Man or Captain America, it's not really about the debate of Team Cap and Team Iron Man. Like it is two very different things. So that's why I'm forgiving you, Charles, for choosing Iron Man because I get it why you would choose Iron Man. Like the red, the little, the scientist that built his own suit. He is funny, arrogant and cocky. Everyone loves Tony Stark. I love Tony Stark, even if I'm Team Captain America. Yeah, I just, I, I get it, okay? I get it, I get it. But I do feel like a lot of people would change their opinion if they knew the real debate between Team Iron Man and Team Captain America. Because honestly, I don't understand the people that are Team Iron Man and they're saying, honestly, that they would be Team Iron Man. Because honestly, I... I am so emotional, I would do the stupid choice to run away from the government and protect my friends. I would be the stupid person rooting in jail with Ant-Man and, and, and the Falcon, rooting my ass in jail because I tried to escape the government because I've, I was like, fuck you, you're not doing things right, you're not controlling me. I'm, I'm being the dumb guy here. And I feel like people saying that they would choose Team Iron Man would never choose Team Iron Man if they were in the position of Steve. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, honestly. But that's 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 my own Marvel opinion. Again, I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a big Formula One fan. I will try to do as much crossover as I can. <laughs> And it's a non-race, like, no, it is a race week because I'm, a, I'm, I'm releasing this episode on Thursday. So it is a race week, but, um, it is, it is right now, there is nothing to talk about. And next week, next Thursday, I'm doing my first race recap. I'm so stressed. Oh my God. My first race recap. It will be the Canadian Grand Prix. Oh my God, Lance Stroll home race. I'm praying for Lance. I really hope he's gonna do great. Like, let's all have a manifesting moment just like last week. And let's say that Lance is gonna do great. He's gonna do amazing. He's gonna be in the top five. I'm really shooting something in the universe. I'm putting something out there. Maybe I'm having too much hope on Lance, but I love him. I love Lance. He's in in my driver's, he's really high in my driver's ranking. He's really, uh, he's up there. No, he's not up there, but he's high. He's a, oh, he's between one and 10. Like he's somewhere there. So yeah, I think that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed my little crossover between Marvel and Formula One. Um, I really had fun uh, recording this episode. 
Like, I felt way more comfortable than last week, like way more confident. And I hope you could sense it through the audio. Um, yeah. I hope you're all doing amazing. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, or at least I brought a little smile on your face and brighten up a bit your day. That's my only goal for this podcast. And yeah, have a nice week, race weekend, everyone. Um, and yeah, see you next week. A bientôt.